All right, let's go out and talk to our buddy. His name is Daryl Ryder. He is brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how are we doing tonight? Good. What's happening, Jonathan? Well, that Cavs game happened. I'm not saying it was good, <laughs> but it happened. Uh, I listen. I, hey, I they want. You know what? They want. They they want. Yeah. And 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 honestly, in years uh, in years past, this is maybe a game that they don't win. Coming off of uh, one of their better wins of the season, beating the Clippers. On Monday night, right, and um, you know you, you you come back uh, tonight. Uh, give Detroit some credit; um, they you know shot lights out. They made some ridiculous shots as well. But the bottom line is, is in the final two minutes of the game, the Cavaliers made uh, some key stops uh, down the stretch and uh, were able to put enough distance uh, between themselves to where they could uh, tuck this one away with about thirty seconds to go. I guess it was just the reintroduction to the the core four, and to watch it just look so night and day from what it was when they were 10 and one and you didn't have Mobley out there, you didn't have Garland out there. It just, I, I don't know, Daryl, it, it was very underwhelming to me. Well, and it's going to be underwhelming though, because they're, they're trying to, uh, you know, this new style of play they, they came up with and, and really uh, took off without Mobley and Garland on the floor. So now these guys are coming back in and they're trying to maintain that previous, style of play where um you know you 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 do that you're trying to stretch the floor as much as possible and that's why even um monday night and even before today's game you know jb was talking about evan mobley and the need for him to to take some three pointers to to, because um you you don't want to with this offense that they want to play you don't want to bog that 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 paint down and you don't want to clog down there so um, you know, uh, the, I, I will say that the, the goal of wanting to shoot 35 to 43 pointers a night is a little bit of an adjustment for me, especially cause they only make about 30% of those. Um, but they're winning by doing it. And this is kind of the modern NBA. So, um, it, it's going to take some adjustment. It's not going to be pretty at times. It wasn't pretty at times tonight, but, I mean, offensively, look, they, they, they put up 128 points. To, to me, the problem was on the defensive end of the floor. You, yeah. you just you, 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 you can't let the Pistons come in your building and shoot nearly 56%. Like, you, just, you can't let that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't let them shoot over 51% from beyond the arc uh, as well. So, um, I, I, honestly, I think the offense was, was fine. There was some standing around, watch Donovan take over, in there a little bit, and and again, these are things that they're going to have to get over. But thank goodness for Donovan Mitchell because he scored 20 of his 45 in those final 12 minutes, and uh, was a big reason why they came away with win number 29. Yeah, we'll get back to Mobley in a second, but I do want to ask you about Donovan. It, it felt like it was one of those games you're down five points with eight minutes left, and Donovan was like, "If we're going to win this, I got to put the team on my shoulders once again." Yeah, um, and and again, that's not necessarily something that they want to lean into a lot, but that's why they made that trade, right? He is a closer. Uh, he talked about that and <clears throat> uh, in the locker room uh, after the game as well today. You know that that's his. He knows that's his job. When when games are tight and it, it's okay for the team to to turn to him. I mean, look, Jared Allen, uh, who wasn't feeling well all day. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff joked after the game that I, he thinks the only thing he had was a PB&J mm-hmm. to eat because he wasn't feeling well. And, and, and you know, Allen 
gives you over 30 minutes on the floor. But, that, like, those final two minutes, he was just spectacular, just crashing the glass, uh, creating extra possessions, uh, bogging down the paint for the Pistons. Um, and and he, he, he was sensational. And, and Mitchell told us in the locker room after the game that, you know, at one point, Allen said, hey, I, I don't know if I've got anything for you. And then he goes and does that in the final two minutes of the game. So, it, you know, I get it. You'd like to see him just blow out a team that has just six wins and now six and 41 on the season. But um, this is a game that we would normally see uh, Cavaliers teams of the last couple of years lose. And they didn't tonight. They, they found a way down the stretch to close it out and, and get it done. So I, I think I'm a little more positive about uh, what I saw tonight than maybe you are. Yeah, I, no, I think you are, and that's okay, though. I, I'm Again, it's a long season, and you got a lot of regular season to try to figure this whole thing out, so there's no there's no big proclamations or anything made after this one. But I was curious yeah. about Evan Mobley because in the pregame on Monday, I thought it was interesting that J.B. Bickerstaff had mentioned how he wanted Mobley to – you know, catch and shoot it, basically. Stop thinking about yeah. it. When you get the ball, shoot it. And I, I thought he actually did that in the one attempt he had, and I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised. I was. I was pleasantly surprised. And then I was like, all did right. Rim? <laughs> no, not that. I was just I was like, all right, great. He did it. He he didn't he didn't hesitate. He had the open yeah. look and he shot it. And then yeah. I, I wondered to myself, Daryl, I was like, Okay, what's gonna happen the next possession? And then the next <laughs> possession. And it just yeah. we never we we never got it we never got back to that yeah. point, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, you know, he only had, well, I think, seven shots on the night. He was three or seven from the field. But, uh, you know, they they do want him to shoot three to four three-pointers per night. And, and hopefully he's able to make, you know, one or two of those. And, and the thing is, is so that opposing defenses have to respect him on the perimeter, right? Mm-hmm. That they're just not going to leave him all alone and allow them to do a little four on five if he's on the perimeter and maybe shut down some of those passing lanes that they're trying to create with that spacing on the floor. Like you're not going to ask Jared Allen to shoot three pointers, right? Right. His job is to uh, handle things in the paint. And yes, Mobley's great in the paint, but, but, but with what they're trying to accomplish offensively, look, I mean, I get why they're doing this. And um, to think that they have, in the course of this season, changed almost completely the way they're playing the game offensively in the middle of the season with guys out, right? And now they're going to try and get those, you know, they're reintegrating, you know, two of their key players as well. Uh, I, I, I think JB's done a masterful job. I really do. But, um, you know, having Mobley out there, there is a purpose behind it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I get why they're doing it. Um, oh, I, I, and I get it, too. I, I looked at Jokic in that uh, that first series he had last year against Minnesota in the playoffs, and first three games he only took a couple threes, didn't really take too many shots out there, and Rudy Gobert was just kind of, you know, giving him the yeah. business. And, and so what he was able to do then, and this is not a part of his game, uh, but he has it in his bag. He was able to use right. all three levels, and he went back there and he shot 8 of 16 in games 4 and 5, and it, it won him the series, which ultimately then yeah. leaded to them and led to them winning the, the, the whole thing. Right, and here's the other thing that's happening now, right? And, and this probably could change here uh, in a little bit <clears throat> as they go through this process. But, I mean, they went 10 deep tonight. 
I don't know how long uh, or how much JB is going to be able to continue doing that, but he said after the game, hey, uh, it, it, you know, uh, if guys are going good uh, in the first half, then obviously they're going to earn some opportunities uh, in the second half. And, you know, uh, you, you got three guys coming off the bench uh, in, in double figures. And a year ago, you'd be lucky to get one guy off the bench, or you'd be lucky if you could get the entire bench to total double figures uh, in scoring, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Karis Levert did a real nice job tonight, you know, 11.0. Coro, I just, I'm really blown away with, with how much he has developed, especially on the offensive end of the floor. He was 6 of 8 again tonight, uh, another 14-point effort for him. And then Sam Merrill, um, and, you know, <laughs> I've been a little busy with the Browns, so this is my first opportunity this week to, to watch this team in person. Mm-hmm. But Merrill has really impressed me and and stood out uh, with what he's able to give him. And and you look at the the, the breakdowns, right? Okoro's getting the, the bulk of the minutes off the bench, nearly thirty minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're sprinkling uh, George Yang, uh, you know, seventeen and a half minutes. Sam Merrill almost sixteen and a half minutes, and then Dean Wade is a little over twelve minutes. But you know, again, I, I'm interested as we go forward how JB is going to continue to, to distribute those minutes. And also keep in mind, too, that uh, Mobley and Garland are on minutes restrictions. Mobley played a shade over 20 minutes on uh, Monday night. Tonight, you got 22 and a half out of him. Darius Garland, is it, uh, t- was it 20 and a half minutes tonight? Uh, I, we'll see what the plan is for both guys to play tomorrow night in Memphis, but w- we'll see if he is able to stretch those minutes for him in a little bit, or if he's going to wait until the weekend to try uh, and do that. But keep that in mind in the back of your head as well, that yes, uh, Garland and Mobley are back, but they are on minutes restrictions. And so that also affects how um, J.B. Bickerstaff is using that bench. All right, Darrell, let me ask you a Browns question, and we'll get you out of here. T. Higgins started following Deshaun, and the, he's following a bunch of Browns players now. Deshaun shouted okay. him out on the the podcast as well. He's likely going to get franchise tagged, and then we'll see what happens from there. If it was T. Higgins, <laughs> Amari Cooper, and David Njoku, would that be more than satisfactory? Is that would you would you be chomping at the bit, champing at the bit for that uh, that trio? Yeah, if they could get T. Higgins, which I don't think that there's a snowball chance, and you know what, if actually happening, because I, I think that there's a chance the Bengals could end up uh, franchising him. I haven't looked at the Bengals' free agents yet to see what their situation, if there were any other uh, contestants for the franchise or the transition tag this year outside of Higgins. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they franchise them that, you know, takes that thought right off the board, but if, if they could get a player of T Higgins caliber this off season, I, I kind of feel like that's gotta be a priority for Andrew Barry. It, it just feels like they need another explosive weapon in that wide receiver room. But what's interesting to me is Joe Flacco didn't need it. He did just fine with Amari Cooper and the the collect, you know Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman and the collection of the guys that that were in that room. I mean, he was still finding ways to get footballs to eight and nine different players per game. So I just fair or not, Joe Flacco in those five games, like that's that's kind of like my barometer for Deshaun Watson, man. Like that's what I'm expecting from that guy going forward is him to put up the kind of numbers we saw Flacco put up. 
uh, or at least comparable to those numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. distribute the ball. I mean, um, Flacco in five games got uh, almost twice the completions of above 20 yards in five games than Deshaun Watson had in 12, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Flacco threw one more or one fewer touchdown, I should say, in five games than Watson has in 12. Like, I, I, and I realize they're different players. I realize the circumstances are a little different, whatever. But, like, man, um, I, I just – the barometer has, is, has been set by Flacco as far as what I'm expecting to see from Deshaun productivity-wise. But, yeah, if you could add a T. Higgins to this mix, oh, my goodness gracious. This, <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. But, he, you know, I go back to and – I, and I worry about, right, remember when the Browns traded for Odell Beckham? Yep. And you had Jarvis Landry and Odell. And I, I remember, like an idiot, I was wrong. I you know, ran to a keyboard and I banged out 1,500 words of why I thought that that trade was going to make the Browns Super Bowl contenders. And, you know, the results being what they ended up being, I look really stupid. Ah, you weren't hindsight. the only one there. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> but you understand. So it, that's the thing. Like, you know, splash moves don't always – pan out they get you excited in the off season but then when you know things get going in the regular season it doesn't always pan out so it would be great if it happens i doubt that it's going to happen um it is funny to watch everyone go nuts and and see that t higgins is following a bunch of cleveland browns all of a sudden (laughs) right after deshaun uh, i give deshaun credit he's out there recruiting you know and 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 you and you want that right i mean he is your he's your franchise so um, I think it's great that Deshaun is out there recruiting uh, big names like T. Higgins. That's fantastic. And, you know, hopefully that pays off in, in some way with uh, another weapon being added to this roster this offseason. Daryl, fantastic insight as always. It's been a hard day of work for you, and uh, you did great tonight. Thank you so much, Daryl. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and I'll talk to you later. Look forward to it, John. Take care. All right. Hey, good stuff right there with Daryl. Brought to you by Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store.